This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. When you're wading through the marsh or the Texas flats, I mean, it's hunting. Yeah. It, it, it's hunting with a fly rod. There is, I mean, no doubt about it. Honestly, like my format for podcasting is just jump into it and see what happens. Okay. <laughs> I haven't thought at all about what I want to ask you about, so this would be interesting. You ready? Born. <laughs> Dude, that's classy. Welcome to another edition of the Skiff Wanderer podcast. I'm joined today by my good friend, Mr. Cole Rickerson from Going Native. Cole is a native Texan. We're going to ask him where he's from still, even though I just told you. Um, he and I recently did a trip. We started, we launched the skiff. We had one of our other buddies, Michael Cotter, who is off exploring the world right now and didn't want to join us, which is rude. Um, we launched the skiff down in Mexico. Well, I mean, we did give him a five minute heads up that we were doing the podcast. Yeah, we did give him five minutes to get over here. Didn't. He's in Colorado and said he couldn't make it. Which seems sus, but okay. Uh, anyway, so Cole and I and Cotter, we recently um, took the skiffs. Well, and we had some other guys from Turtle Box with us, Will and Reagan. Uh, we, we did a Border to Bayou run. Um, at some point, we're going to sit down with everybody and we're going to do a, a recap of that whole trip. Um, but anyways, you guys, we ran the skiffs all the way from the Mexican-Texan border all the way up to Louisiana. Um, that was really, that was honestly the first time we met. Yeah. It was kind of a e-harmony moment. <laughs> it was of, like, well, we're either going to, this is either going to work or someone's getting stuck on an island somewhere. <laughs> yeah. We, we showed up and we just were sitting on your boat in the garage. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I would have, I would have left you guys with a flare gun. So, <laughs> well, just, but with just one flare. Well, at one point you almost made Michael walk all the way back. Yeah. I did threaten him. Well, luckily for him, the, um, weather was too rough to drop him off oh, at the yeah. jetties because that's, that's what right. I was going to do I was going to drop him off at the jetties and I couldn't it was too rough to get the boat over there safely because he wanted to fish the jetties yeah. I mean you're just doing him a favor 
No, so um, Cole runs a YouTube channel called Going Native, and we're going to get into Going Native and Cole and all of his photography and videography stuff. But we'll start off with the age-old question of where'd you grow up? Man, I grew up in Georgetown, Texas, so all the Texas Hill Country, all that stuff, man. It's uh, kind of where I cut my teeth, so been known as a, a river rat in the past. <laughs> It's a, You're still doing it though. Well, it's a term of endearment. Yeah. When? Uh, how long you been like fishing, hunting, all that stuff? Man, my dad put a fly rod in my hand when I was four years Jeez. old, and it's been a. Thanks a lot, Dad. Yeah, thanks a lot, Dad. And I think I I took it a lot further than he ever did. But man, it's just it's kind of shaped my life in a lot of different ways. It's influenced the places that I've lived and jobs that I've taken, and it's a man. It's been a blast just learning and, and we're still learning i mean i've yeah. come and do stuff with you on the coast and learn stuff every, new stuff every day man it's uh especially if you get to fish with a bunch of different people yeah i i, I think like that is like, like even if you just want to even if like your mindset is like i want to be the best red fisherman on the texas coast like i 100 percent think if you want to do that you still need to go out and you need to go bass fishing you need to go trout fishing you need to go tarpon fishing because all that stuff as you go and do it like you pick up these little intricacies that you then go i wonder if i could do that on a redfish then you go back you try those things and you're like man that's what i've been missing totally works it's a uh, we always we always laugh about it it's like all of my largemouth and small <laughs> all my largemouth and smallmouth flies I can guarantee you I could bring them to the salt. Yeah. They would catch redfish. Yeah, I bet. I've seen some of those smallmouth flies. Man, those are big. Dude. But then again, we watched uh, today. So we went fit and did a little fishing today, and we watched about an eight-inch redfish eat about a three-inch fly. <laughs> if that. That may have been the smaller redfish. That's tiny. tiny. Definitely the smallest redfish I've seen uh, outside of a cast net. smaller than my hand. <laughs> yeah. For sure. They're ambitious fella. For sure. So you went, you went to Texas A&M. I did. And I think one of the things that, that you and Carter... Sorry. Oh, I have to. I have to. <laughs> the people watching, if there's Aggies watching, they, if I hadn't have done that, they would have shut it off. They so I just, just did you a favor. Okay. <laughs> and I didn't lose you subscribers. So you're welcome. Probably gained you a couple. The cult is now following you. Hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully the A&M... Well, if they figure out who I root for, they probably will quit. I just... Then again, I don't know. One of the beauties of being a Carolina fan, I'm going to go off a quick tangent. One of the beauties of being a Carolina fan is like, not really like a threat. Like everyone's like, oh yeah, you know, oh, you're a a Carolina fan? Yeah. Like, oh, cool. You guys got your basketball team. If if you like get on here and you're like, oh, I'm an Alabama fan. Like that's just, there goes everybody. Yeah. It's not an Alabama fan. That is true. Sorry, but it's kind of true. Um... No, but when you guys were there, you and Cotter were there, you know, you guys did something that I think is really cool. Um, you started, just talk about the the group that you started a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So we started a club called Revelation Outdoors and it kind of originated as my freshman year, I started Texas a Fly Fishing Club. And that was really just a way, because I just wanted to meet other people that fly fish yeah. at Texas A&M. So, and I did that and I met a bunch of guys through that, including uh, the guys that we ended up starting that club through. And really, Texas A&M Fly Fishing Association, for the, for the people that were a part of it, it really kind of just turned into, hey, the leaders are going fishing, and you guys can come with us if you want. And <laughs> it was really just an excuse for us to go fish. And it, it kind of flopped, but it kind of didn't, because I, I made my best friends through that. And yeah. it pushed into, I mean, 
in Texas A&M, Texas A&M, there's not really very many op- opportunities to actually go fly fish. I mean, the Brazos at that point is, I mean, it's oh, a absolutely. muddy mess, and where you are bass fishing culverts, which is actually pretty effective in Texas yeah. A&M. But anyway, so it, it kind of progressed into, okay, well, we need to include some more things. We need to be able to go dove hunt, hog hunt, and all those things. And so we're like, well, let's just make a bigger club and that's a little bit more inclusive, probably get more guys. And honestly, the whole, the basis of it was, I mean, I mean, I, I am a believer in Jesus Christ. And I mean, part of it was, it was a bunch of believers in Jesus Christ. And we met up and dove hunted and did a bunch of things. And, and then we also shared similar passions in that field too. So it was a, it was a good way for me to meet like-minded people that yeah. like to fly fish and love Jesus. No, I, you know, what? one of the things I think, so one of my buddies who, if you're listening to the podcast, you guys know um, my buddy Adam Hudson. So when he was at Alabama, he started a fly fishing club and he made a bunch of friends, you know, doing that. And so what I think is cool is like, you guys have done that. Like I've got a couple of buddies that have done that at a couple of universities. So like what I would say, like anybody listening, if you're in college and you're looking for guys to fly with, fly fish with, like start a club. Yeah. Take that or first see, step. See if the universe, if the university doesn't already have a club you know, go ahead and start a club. And then also, um, you guys have expanded that to a couple universities, right? Yeah. So right now, um, uh, I, I am kind of on the side helping push that forward. There's another guy, uh, his name's Chase Moore. Um, we are pushing that on. I mean, right now we have a group at Michigan state that wants to start, a, start up a group and we've been supporting them. And then another group in at Auburn. So that yeah. is one to start that up. And so it's been, it's been fun getting to support those guys and uh, just trying to start these other groups and try to set up a, a method to uh, get it going. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, I've met my best friends through that, and had, I mean, that was my best memories all throughout college, honestly. Yeah. So I mean, would you? I mean, so I'm gonna throw this out there. Like, if anybody's interested in how to start a group or anything, reach out to Cole. Yeah. And uh, he can. He can get you started, started, or at least get you on the right path. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you can uh, you can reach out on Instagram at Going Native and shoot me a message, and I can get you guys pointed in the right direction to get yeah. that started because it is a lot of fun. Now, when you when you were doing that stuff in college, were you filming then? Were you doing film and photo stuff a little bit? So originally, I started guiding in high school at at sixteen years old, and the fly shop I worked for, Living Waters Fly Fishing in Round Rock, Texas. they just needed more content for their own social media and stuff. And they're like, well, when you're out guiding, take pictures of clients and that kind of thing. I was like, Mm -hmm. all right, cool. And I started out with, you know, an iPhone and yeah, that's all you really need to start. Especially nowadays. Yeah. And I kind of found myself, I was like, man, this is kind of fun. Like this is my moment to be creative. And like, cause you put people, you put people on fish and it's the same rivers every day. And like, it can get a little monotonous and it's like, but they are different fish, so let's take cool pictures of them and let that be kind of like your thing throughout the day to yeah. keep you entertained. And so one thing turned into another. I was like, well, maybe I should just get a, a real camera <laughs> and whatnot. And it was always kind of a, a hobbyish thing. And then at AM we we were like, well, we're starting these we're starting these clubs, and it's like, well, we probably need a video promotion. I was like. I can give it a, I can just give it a shot. <laughs> see what, see what you can do. So I stole my brother's uh, gaming laptop, and God, I just remember, I couldn't, I couldn't see my timeline where all the different video clips. I couldn't see it. It, it wouldn't play back that timeline, 
And so the only way I could make edits on what I had put in place, which I thought was good, was to render the video out, watch the videos, like, all right, that needs to go, this needs to change. Oh, and so I would render these videos out like six or seven times, and finally I'm like giving up. And, and, but at the end of it, it wasn't terrible. Yeah. It wasn't terrible. And I was like, honestly, that was kind of fun. And to look back on it and to think that was fun, I don't know what I was thinking, but I'm glad I did because I kind of stuck with it and we ended up doing like a, a film night. We got all the guys together in one house and we watched a bunch of Yeti premieres. And then, of course, after we watched the Yeti premieres, we play our film and it's like trash, <laughs> but whatever. But it was just a fun experience. And I was like, well, we should just keep on doing this. And I posted on YouTube and I was like, well, this is fun. And honestly, it's, it really started out of as just doing it for fun it really yeah. did when did when did you start going going native so it started out as rickerson outdoors and i always hated that name <laughs> because it's like four thousand people across the country have started out like take your last name and say outdoors behind it and call yourself a channel and so it started off as that so i start i started that channel my sophomore year yeah. of of college and then Changed the name. So it's been going native now for a year and a half or so. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I feel like it... It hasn't been very long. No, I feel like it's been a lot longer. Because I know like, I've been watching it for probably a year and a half. Yeah, if you go to going native, the YouTube channel, you'll like... And go like all the way down. You'll see like uh, video titles and stuff. But it's like clearly Rickerson, Rickerson Outdoors. Rickerson Outdoors. Yeah. So you can go check the timestamps. I could be wrong on my timeline there for sure. All right, so when you got into, so we graduated college, did you go full-time? Because you're full-time now. Which, I am full-time now. Which so I think is awesome. No, I got an engineering degree, and I did the, the whole corporate hoopla thing, yeah. and we, uh, this Texan moved to Oklahoma. You know, all those subscribers that I, I <laughs> saved you, I just lost them. <laughs> yeah, they're gone. Um, but... I mean, really, truly, Oklahoma's great, and the cost of living is dirt cheap, and so I, I worked an engineering job, and um, I guess, honestly, six months, I don't, I don't know when this is going to be coming out, but yeah, this is June, so six months ago, at the uh, beginning of 2022, is when I went, went ahead and quit that job and went full-time into the filmmaking stuff. What, um, like, what was going through your mind? Like, that must not have been, like, like an easy like oh sweetheart uh quit my job yeah go make films for full time like what were you thinking man not uh, not as like your dad would be like what what are you thinking like just like (laughs) (laughs) yeah it was definitely uh it was definitely not a fun jump but i think that is anything in life that's actually worthwhile and chasing scary it's scary it is it is I, i quit my job and i remember I was pretty stressed, and but my wife has just been absolutely wonderful. She's like, you should just do it. We don't have any kids. Like, we're good. Our mortgage is dirt cheap. We have a tiny little house on a lake on an acre of land. And, like, we're in a good, like, just in a good spot to make a jump and take yeah. a risk. And worst thing that happens is we flame out, and I go back and get another corporate job or engineering job. And so we, my wife is just like, clear your head. Let's go to Montana for a week. And I'm like... Okay, that sounds good. <laughs> so it's the middle of winter. We, we jet off to, to Montana at the beginning of January. And we get back 
after a week and I come back and our whole house is oh, flooded. Right. Whole house is flooded. And I'm like jobless and I come back and the house is just, and, and a pipe in the attic had burst. And so I was like, man, what a fail of a husband I am. <laughs> like, this was a mistake. Like, like, should I just call him back? Should I call back my past employer? Should I just ask for forgiveness and try to get that job back? Like, all those things are going through my head. I'm like a week into this decision to go full time. Yeah. And I, I slowed down. And once again, my wife is just steady rock. She's like, it's fine. We'll just fix it. Like, okay. Like, let's move forward. And man... Once you went, once I went full time and was able to, I mean, uh, we we fixed the house up and uh, honestly, I just started pursuing filmmaking jobs and pushing stuff out on my own channel. And I just remember after we'd fixed the house, I got to b- get back on the river. It was like mid February. It's cold, and dude, we were just floating down one of my favorite stretches in Oklahoma and on the raft, and I got the the big coasters on with a bunch of guys. Dude, I was just like, this is where I belong. It was like the first time, like, this is my job. I'm supposed to be here filming and doing this. And I was like, oh, my gosh. And I'm like, got the coasters on, and I'm like crying. I'm crying underneath the coasters. It's like the the manly tears, you know, just welling up. And I'm just like, this is is where I'm supposed to be. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah. Honestly, haven't looked back since then. And it just makes you look at every decision in the face of there's nothing comfortable about freelance video or cinematography at all like you have to go leave the cave take something home to eat to your family every day like yeah. you have to go make make stuff happen and it's not comfortable but it gets more and more comfortable if that makes sense like it yeah. gets easier like you're all right we're okay we're okay like the jobs are coming and things yeah. are good and man it's it's a lot of fun it really is yeah one day one day i'm working that i'm working i'm working to get there you could do it <laughs> You could do it. Now, what, what I think is cool, though, is so you guys listening, like most of everything that I do is fly fishing. I've started to venture. By the time this comes out, you guys will have seen some films, trout fishing and smallmouth fishing. Um, so I've started to venture a little bit out. But you do pretty much everything outdoors. You got hunting in there. You got fishing. Yeah. Um, my two things. And. Honestly, if you put a gun to my head, like between bow hunting and fly fishing, and I, you made me choose, I mean, Western bow Don't hunting. Don't say it. Western bow hunting Get in the out. mountains. It, dude, it. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it just takes the cake, man. It's, dude, it's it is cool, but it's something that is so like it's like September through October. Yeah. Like, and it's so limited, and uh, yeah, there's other there's other things yeah. that you can pursue like turkeys in the mountains and stuff but like i'm talking big game like elk mule deer that kind of thing and i don't have a whole lot of experience doing it but i do love it no you get a elk to walk 15 yards away from you and it's just and he's looking you know you yeah. get you get an elk to walk 15 yards away from you and he's coming in because he wants to go fight you yeah and it's like uh now what do i do <laughs> do i shoot it <laughs> yeah exactly and it it and just the calling aspects of it all yeah. is Oh my gosh, it's unbelievable. We'll be on a few elk hunts this, this September and October, but I honestly I don't even have a tag. I'm just gonna be calling Coming, and filming. Yeah. yeah. Which is gonna be fun. I mean No. No, you know, one of the things that the more and more, especially like wade fishing, but in general, like 
it's a personal belief of mine and I could be just, it just could be just something I believe in and you maybe speak to a little bit, but like one of the things like I've noticed like wade fishing and even in the skiff is like a lot of the spot and stock tactics that you use when you're bow hunting. Like if you start thinking, if you're trying to approach a redfish and you start thinking like a bow hunter, like, all right, I need cover. I need to make sure I've got, you know, not necessarily like I need to have the wind, you know, in my face. So that oh, is that why you were me. army crawling through the water? That's why I was army crawling through the water. Oh, I'm trying to get closer. So they didn't sense. see me. But no, if, like for real though, like if you start thinking kind of like a bow hunter where you're trying to factor in where you need to get all the, the environmental elements correct. And then also you've got to stay as hidden as possible, like trying to approach a redfish, like you're going to see your success go up a lot and like i said this is per like this is one of those like it's kind of my own personal belief um i don't know if you can speak to that if you you agree or disagree oh, I, I i completely agree and my wife says it all the time it's like when you're wading through the marsh or the texas flats i mean it's hunting yeah it, it it's hunting with a fly rod there is i mean no doubt about it and like it's it's why it's so much fun and yeah. it's so relatable to people that bow hunt yeah and it's, I mean, there are not a lot of species that you hunt like that either. No. And the no. places that they take you are kind of, it, it can get a little, yeah. a little nasty too. Like, <laughs> like trouncing through mangroves and nasty mud today. Yeah. Whose decision was that? Not mine. <laughs> I didn't like it. <laughs> no but i mean and that's and that's one of the things that like that i absolutely you know like i just did a big road trip and the whole time i'm thinking to myself like man you know like like you're in louisiana it's like oh we gotta go find a 40 and dreadfish we gotta go find a 40 and dreadfish and like oh i'm thinking the whole time is like man i can't believe we're here Oh yeah, and it's like you know we we weren't really looking for like the man out there. We ran into him. We didn't catch him, but we <laughs> we saw where he was hanging out. But the whole time, I mean, that's one of the things that I absolutely love about fly fishing is just the places that I've gotten to go see. And then when you when you're doing like when you are fly fishing, like you slow down, or when you're bow hunting, like you slow yourself down so much that you have like that you because you have to. Or else you're gonna scare those animals out. That you really get a chance to really appreciate and and get yourself kind of involved in that environment. Um, I don't know. It's just one of those things that I absolutely adore. Well, I mean, or whatever. I mean, I've gotten to throw a fly at a redfish. I mean, plenty of times in my life. And today, just like every other redfish, I saw him back out of the water and make an approach, and I still shake. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm still shaking. I had to literally tell myself, like, it's okay, Cole. <laughs> like, it's just a fish. Like, deep breath. Yeah, but you're still shaking. And there's not another fish that I've pursued. And I haven't got to do all the, like, the, the Caribbean stuff, like tarpon, bonefish, permit, yeah. and all that. And I'm sure that's all the same, too. Um, but there's no other freshwater species that does that to me. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. No, you don't go after carp? Oh, I do, but it's just not it's the, the same. It's like you. It's just, it is the same, but it's it's like there goes all the rest of the Texas, North Texas. <laughs> yeah, I know exactly. <laughs> yeah, but I just 
I don't care for carp that much. It's just the reward. There's no payoff. There's no payoff. No, when you when you're like stalking a flat and you see a redfish and then you like circle around and like he, you know, and he's obviously he has no idea that you're even there and he's just doing redfish things in his home and he's happy and then you watch him like attack like you like you know like if you're in the marsh enough you'll see you watch redfish blow up on stuff yeah. but then when it turns out it's your fly you're like oh my god i did it that was amazing <laughs> yeah let's do it again yeah <laughs> yeah yeah it's a it's quite the experience okay so yeah. now you've gone and done <laughs> pete i'm not trying to hold your hand i know you're trying to hold my hand the what? whole day <laughs> it's really hard when you keep getting on the bow Okay, so you've you've gone and done a bunch of the mountain stuff, and a few months ago you were trashing the mountain stuff. Where are we at? Whoa, now? whoa, 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 whoa! And now we lost all of your northern viewers. <laughs> I was never. It's like just our moms are watching now. Yeah. No, she doesn't watch it. Oh, so just my mom. I think my, yeah, just your mom's still here. Um, <laughs> no, you know, actually, it's funny because I, I, because it's not out yet, so. No one's heard it yet, but it will be out by the time this comes out. Um, so I have, I've been able to go chase trout a few times now. I've been able to go chase smallmouth. And it's one of those, like, <clears throat> first of all, like the places you get to go to, to chase those specific fish, you know, if, if you drive... Like, first of all, if you're, like, driving places and you drive on the interstate, you're missing so much of the country. <laughs> if you decide to turn interstates off and you drive down the highways, you're still missing so much of the country. Oh, shoot. So, are you doing, you, like, dirt roads? You to- get a chance to go and float a river or walk a river, like, then you really get to see the country you're in. Gotcha. And so, being able to chase trout out west or largemouth up in the southeast like you get to see so much of the country that nobody ever gets to see and i mean that's honestly it's one of the things that i love about all the filming that i get to do is like the opportunity to share it um and then the other aspect of of trout fishing or or even smallmouth fishing is you take all the like you get dialed in on redfish where you're like okay this is a redfish this is typically what he's doing and, and and you learn how to like read a marsh and read a flat to to look at like these are this is where I want this is spot A this is spot B this is spot C these are how we're going to approach all these spots this is how we're going to hit it and I got one of I got to go so I've done all the stuff I've done out west I've done with my buddy Hunter who is probably one of in my opinion like and I haven't fished with a lot of guys out west, but he's probably one of the best trout fishermen I think I know. Mm. And to sit there like the first trip I went on and just listen to him break down a river into here's spot A, here's spot B. And like it wasn't even one of those like, what is he talking about? It just all of a sudden it's just clicking. Like I'm firing on all cylinders, I'm picking up exactly to where like we go to the next section of the river and I'm looking I like pull him aside, I'm like, all right, I don't think I should start here and then I should go here. And he's like, dude, you're you're on the money. Yeah. And I think and that's where I think like you know, that's where I really like firmly believe like, you know, even if redfish are your game, they're your thing, you absolutely love them, like take a trip out west. 
Figure out how to go smallmouth fishing somewhere in the southeast. Figure out how to go chase brook trout in New England. Figure out how to go chase stripers. You know, go chase tarpon. Because if, if you love fishing for learning how the fish operate and how the fish think and how the fish use it in environment and then getting to see where they're at, like, I don't think there's a type of fishing that I'm not going to enjoy. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. And even more than that, when you get to float through a river a lot of times you're floating or you're you're floating through people's private land yeah which little like people don't get to see it and right. it's awesome and there's so much there's so much cool stuff in pub or in private land too that i mean there's just nothing documenting that stuff right yeah i'm probably gonna get some like cease and assist orders it's coming it's yeah. coming <laughs> hey you feel my you filmed my land don't do that again yeah, exactly. No, but it, I mean, it, it absolutely is. I mean, it's the same thing too, you know, when you get to go and hunt different places. Yeah. You know, it's the same thing where you, you're going into their environment, you get to see a whole new landscape. And then, you know, I, I and it's one of the things that I personally love when I get into a landscape and I do it even like when I'm not hunting or I'm not fishing and like, I start thinking like, man, how is a deer going to come through here? How is the elk going to use this river basin? You know? If you've seen a river, like, like I'll cross rivers and I'll be like, all right, where's that, where are those fish going to be hanging out? Yeah. Except for when I cross the Mississippi. Then I'm just like, nope, I'm not going to fish that. <laughs> yeah. every, time I tr- every time I drive across the Mississippi, I'm like, oh, that's a big river. <laughs> okay, let me, let me ask you this. Are you the guy that, like, every time you cross a bridge, it's like pull over on the on the side of the road and as you're driving as you're driving by to get like a peek over the road to see what's down there oh i always get in the right hand lane yeah yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> like when, when me, me and my wife first started dating she's like what are you doing I'm like, why are you going I, gotta see what's, I gotta see what's down there what's going on down there <laughs> yeah exactly and sometimes it's a disappointment but sometimes some of those like little creeks and especially in the hill country. Yeah. There are some dirty spring creeks that they stay cold mm-hmm. year round and so bass will spawn in them year round. So they'll come up out of the rivers. So like so, some of the creeks that go into like the Lano and stuff. The Lano gets incredibly hot. Like right now I bet water temps are pushing, you know, 75 to 80 degrees already and it's just mid-June. And so when you get up and do these small creeks that feed like into the Lano or some of the other hill country rivers, they spawn in it year round or not year round, but all summer long, not just the spring, just because it stays cold like that and they get a little weird. And so they'll have beds and it, there are some big fish that push up into those creeks. That's something that it's getting higher and higher on my list. So I've, I finally got an opportunity, um, earlier in twenty. 22 to spend some time up in the hill country and my goodness it doesn't look like texas Mm-mm. whoever told whoever whoever's out there teaching kids that texas is full of cowboys and flat they're half wrong <laughs> yeah yeah no that's fair <laughs> have you done uh, any of like the pecos and devils i've done any of it i haven't done the devils but the pecos is yeah is sweet no no so we my my wife and i got to go spend we didn't fish it at all but we got to go see the uh the quad earlier in the year and then we drove from basically from midland to corpus the other day so all that country and hills like hill country like you could almost like just round it up to mountain country yeah yeah i mean it's it's crazy out there it is definitely like it's high on my list to spend some more time um, 
fish in fresh water in Texas, you know? Oh, for sure. You got to. I mean, yeah. don't get me wrong. I'm going to have a raft soon. But I'm gonna I'm gonna put a sticker on it that says skiff so that it'll keep in with the channel. <laughs> Somebody was asking me the other day, he's like, Do you think you should just drop the skiff if you're gonna start doing fishing out of not a skiff? And I was like, No. I'll Come just on get now. some duct tape and, some, <laughs> and, a, and a Sharpie and we'll fix that problem. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, that's just ticky tacky. We're fine. You can just be the the skiff wanderer lost. The lost skiff the wanderer. Skiff, yeah, that's what <laughs> yeah. we'll call it the lost episodes. <laughs> yeah. I can't find the ghost. <laughs> yeah. yeah but it, uh, another thing that I really want to go do is is bow hunt the, like, go bow hunt Big Bend area. You can draw javelina mm-hmm. tags. Yeah. That would be fun because that's wild country out there, man. Yeah, and nobody's out there. Nobody's no. out there. No, that's man. And tell you what, like, so we've like we've been talking about doing a doing a trip out to Big Bend a few times, and we're like, oh, we'll just make a weekend trip of it. And then you know, you put up on Google Maps, and it's like, oh, by the way, that's eight hours away. Like, no, oh, no, we're not doing that on the weekend. <laughs> yeah. We need a few more days. Yeah, that's the living in Oklahoma the past year and a half the shocking thing is like it's like yeah because you talk to guys and they're like yeah i'll come meet you in oklahoma and i was like where do you live it's like oh i live in missouri it's like like you can get to me in in the morning like like just the the idea of of interstate travel is <laughs> so foreign to texans it takes uh, nine hours if you're in central texas take nine hours to get out of oh, the state you, you go to denver it's an 18 hour drive to denver and i think of that 18 hours, 12 to 14s in Texas. Coming from Corpus, yeah. Yeah, depending yeah. on which route you take. I mean, from Brownsville to North Texas, I think is 15. The, half, the halfway point's still in Texas. <laughs> yeah, it's it's mind-boggling. It's like, are we there yet? It's like, no, we're still in Texas. But that was, you know, and that was even, that was, one of the things that was cool, though, with how big Texas is, which is absolutely awesome, is that Border to Bayou run that we made was i mean that was i think roughly 350 miles and it took us a week and just to see the like just on the coast alone to see the diversity and watch as the marsh changed going from the texas mexican border all the way up to louisiana was just i don't know it was amazing yeah when people ask me like what okay so what's your favorite part and most people expect like oh redfish like of course no honestly it's it's the transitions of these sandy flats to these silty bottom marshes when you get up to louisiana area and that's it's unbelievable what day did you think you saw the most change oh man um well (laughs) Actually, it goes into kind of what I was going to say. I, honestly, I think one of the beauties of, of living in Corpus is this is where the most change happens. So we're going to do a little fishing tomorrow. We're going to take, um, well, I mean, you've already been there because we did the whole coast. But we're going to we're gonna make a big run tomorrow. And you'll see, like, the difference between where we fish today. You know, it's it's weird. Like, if, if you take, like, North Padre, Packery Channel area. Yeah. Um and you go north. Okay. Yeah. The way the marsh looks versus if you go south from there is just 180 degrees. Like so you think so that's kind of like, like... Like you don't... Like south of there, you, you don't see a bunch of mangroves. Uh, it looks more deserty. It looks more barren. 
you go north of there, you get into mangrove marshes, you get into... Um, you actually have some silty bottoms and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, you'll find it down there. We can, I can, I can find a mud hole for it. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. I'd rather keep my shoes. But no, I mean, it's, I mean, it is subtle. You know, it's one of those, like we did, I feel like we did it too fast, like it, but it's still subtle, but you know, um, yeah, I think you hit about the mid Texas coast. You start to really see it. And then honestly, the, the, the next big change that I think I saw was the last day. Yeah. Because you come, you go um, north of Galveston, north of the, yeah, the Houston Ship Channel, running north of there. That's when you start picking up pine trees. Oh, that was weird. Yeah. Yeah, That was super weird. Seeing pine trees. And like every, like the whole Texas goes down, like you don't really see trees. Yeah. Then all of a sudden, you know, boom, they're everywhere. Or when we entered the Colorado going into east matagorda oh, yeah that's right that like that it, that was it a was big a change. clear difference yeah. from i mean west matagorda is all of these like rolling like sandbars and whatnot and you go into the colorado and it's like oh yeah this is not sand anymore there's no more sand no it's gone no it went from like the whole way up to there you could see like over like if you got up on the polling platform you could see forever yeah and once you got once we got up there like you couldn't like the, there was trees, there was, I mean, well, the Colorado was putting so much fresh water, like it almost felt like we were running. I'm sure there was a degree of fresh water that we were running through right there. Oh, yeah. They probably could have caught some nice gar. Dude, I wish we had slowed down and caught a bass on that trip. That would have really oh, been cool man, to catch a freshwater bass that on that. That would have been really cool. I mean, spoiler alert, we didn't catch a bass. Sorry. <laughs> Trip's ruined. <laughs> Trip's ruined. We got to do it again. Yeah. When it was seriously, we got to do it again. So we went fishing today. We're going to talk about it a little bit because actually it was a little bit crazy. It was. For two reasons. One, it's the middle of June and we're dealing with winter weather conditions. And two, everyone was fishing today. So the big thing, like, you know, so the water, the water was super low today, which no, I, I didn't really expect. And that, that probably just plays into not having lived here my whole entire life to where it's like, oh, yeah, it happens every now and then. But um, because of that, like, there's limited spaces. I mean, there's limited places you can go. So realistically, like, God, we sell so many boats. There's a lot. It's like every hundred yards. Yeah. And, I mean, the big thing, like, like you know, that's that is what it is. Just everybody, I think, just kind of realized, like, you know, when the water's low or, or just in general, like, I know we, I think we did a pretty good job of trying to be respectful and not, not mess up anybody's areas and give everybody plenty of space. Mm-hmm. Um, the big thing that, that I kind of saw today is guys realize, please realize when the water's low, you cannot run in the same places that you normally can <laughs> run in. <laughs> We watched. We did watch a couple of guys burn across some water that I know they were tearing grass out because there's because there's mud no, kicking up behind because them. You, like I, it's water. Like I was watching guys run across water that I know I couldn't. I I couldn't float the boat across. Right. And that boat will float in four inches of water. <laughs> yeah. So just I mean, if you're running out and you're seeing land in places you don't normally see land, you probably can't get back to that awesome spot that you were planning on that's way hidden and no one else knows about. And just, you know, start changing game plans. And then I think the other thing, too, like low water, just, you know, realize like everybody's kind of tight. 
yeah. on where they can fish um, and just try to be as respectful as possible. I yeah. think we did a good job. I, I I always try and I always tell everybody that knows me, like if, if you see me like messing up, just be like, hey, you're messing up and not be like, okay, explain this to me and then I'll probably change. Yeah. I mean, I will change because I don't know everything. Yeah. I'm trying I, to. And I think another thing about conditions like that i mean it just makes you get creative and i think you can have two mindsets on it of oh this sucks like there's so many people out here let's just call it or you can do kind of what we did today i mean we kind of just got creative it's like and you got to put a little more work in because we had excited honestly it was fun no i got so so i had you know obviously um i had an awesome game plan of doing some cool stuff and then i I knew the water was going to be low and I knew it was probably going to be tough to get to a couple of the spots I wanted to go to. And as soon as we started getting close to where I wanted to fish, I was like, none of those spots are going to work. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, we had to get a little creative and, um, it was cool though, because, because the water was low, I was like, I know what we're going to do. I know what we're going to do today. Yeah. Halfway through the boat ride, Pete, Pete taps me on the shoulder. I'm riding on the cooler in front of him and he goes, I got it. <laughs> yeah, and then I'm, and then like five minutes later, I'm like, "You don't have boots with you, do you?" <laughs> Cole's like, "No, I don't have any boots." I'm like, "Well, this will be interesting. <laughs> Make the most out of it." But no. yeah, you just gotta you just gotta be creative and be willing to work a little harder. I mean, yeah. we pulled up a river and had to bushwhack through some mangroves and whatnot to get to a a, a lake that. Pete knew about that had just enough water in it to be able to sight fish these reds yeah. and it was a lot of fun it was pretty successful i mean yeah i mean so what kind of species do we catch today i mean uh well you decided to catch a catfish yeah i mean that's one that of was favorite. actually you know what that was really cool not that you caught a catfish that was just eh. <laughs> but what was really cool is it so right now it seems like and again or not again uh if you're a biologist that knows this like <laughs> leave it down in the comments or shoot me a dm on instagram be like you don't know what you're talking about and i'll be like yeah you're right straighten me out here in um, other words this is a theory that's about to get theory. spit out yeah, here's a theory <laughs> so it seems like the the hard heads or the the gap tops i we can't i i don't know enough about cat they're all catfish the catfish are spawning right now so we kept running into pot we kept getting really excited because we'd see tails everywhere and these giant pod and make two there's this redfish here we go and it was these giant schools of like catfish just balled up just doing it (laughs) for lack of better word for lack of um I believe the scientific really, term is spawning. Spawn. Oh, right. There spawning. <laughs> um, I'm married to a scientist. I'm not one. <laughs> uh, so it was really cool, though, to uh, to see that on the flat. Um, I don't know. I thought it was cool. The other thing that I don't know if you caught on, um, the crabs are sp- doing it, too. <laughs> I, you are really attuned with that marsh, man. I, I must have missed that. <laughs> I, there were some. I did notice there were some giant crabs yeah. out. Yeah. Giant. So so, one, so the reason I, the reason I caught onto that is that giant. So we saw a crab that was like as big as a dinner plate today, and I and I was when we, were, when we saw that crab, he had a another one like kind of tucked up underneath him. Oh. And I was gotcha. like, and I was like. Oh, I see. And then I saw another one doing the same thing. I was like, okay, so those guys. Are... So I need to look up. What I need to do is look up how long it takes for crabs to go from eggs to little baby crabs. 
And that's when money. And that's when we know we gotta start using those crab patterns hard. It's actually not the worst plan. Yeah. It's uh, like when the I have the moments. It's like when deer fawns drop. Yeah. In your local area, you backtrack what it, how long it takes a doe to actually deliver a deer. And oh, that's, I thought you were going to start saying it's time to hunt coyotes. No, no, no. Well, that too. But, oh, we saw a coyote today. No, but that will tell you what weeks your uh, rut, rut is yeah, yeah. For, for deer hunting too. But anyways, we digress there. Yeah. So there's a lot of uh, adult activities going on, going on in the marsh right now. So just be aware of that, I guess. Um. No, but they were holding a couple redfish, and then um, yeah, with the low water, you know, we we changed up game plans. Um, did some waiting, yeah. which I you can have. I'm sorry, I don't care if you have the nicest, most badass skiff in the world. Like, keep some boots in it, and don't be afraid to get out <laughs> of it. Because yeah, sometimes that skiff just needs to get you close enough, and then you need to get out on your feet and do the rest. Mm-hmm. Close the deal. Yeah. But, I mean, we got shots at, I mean, we probably saw 20 redfish or so today, yeah, we, maybe more. We, we saw, yeah, we saw some good numbers of redfish today. Um, it is, springtime is one of the times, you know, and, and this is, again, just me being me. Um, springtime is like the one time of year that I really have not figured out. Like, if I go out and catch like one redfish, like that's a, that's that in my book all right we caught one it's not like you know summer where they're super happy they're all up in the marsh they're used to the high water where you can go out and you can catch five ten in a day um winter time same thing like if you know if, if you know how to fish them in winter like you can go out and have some great days in the winter uh fall fall's just dirty fall fall redfish are idiots that's a good way of putting it <laughs> They are idiots. They're getting ready for they're getting ready for winter. They're eating everything. They're happy everywhere. But spring spring I a little finicky. I just need to yeah. The biggest thing I, that I've realized in the springtime is, you know, you you'll get some of the higher tides and the redfish aren't ready to go. I mean, and it makes sense. Like we watched all the water the last two days I've watched all the water fall out of here. So, you know, it makes sense to the redfish are like, I'm not going back there yet. There's something coming. <laughs> I know what's coming. <laughs> I know what's coming. Um, so that was honestly, that was the other the other side of like the really low water in my mind today was like, all right, I know where I know where I would fish if this was January with this the water in this way. I know the fish will be a little bit you know happier in those spots, um, and they were. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're spot on today. So we, I mean, we put a few redfish to hand, and then I you the lost smallest redfish ever. Yeah, you did. You yeah. did. You lost the nice red, and then put a black drum, and then hooked into a an alligator gar, which is yeah. pretty sweet. And yeah, it was just a kind of a. I mean, it was pretty diverse hodgepodge of a day, but it was fun. Yeah, it was pretty fun. All right, final question. Okay, this is the skiff wanderer million dollar question. Let's get it. If you had to pick one place in the world, I'm going to put hunting in here for you. Normally it's just fishing, but you can, you can hunt it too. If you uh, had to pick one place in the world to go hunting or fishing, where would you go? New Zealand. That was way too quick. Oh yeah. I knew it was coming. I mean, wait, have you listened to them? 
The podcast? I've listened to like one. Don't get too excited. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Uh, New Zealand, just for the fact, like, you can just get helicoptered into places and you can go catch giant trout and go hunt tar. I mean, it's just, oh. And, and to top that, I mean, it's my wife's number one spot that she wants to go fish and hunt too. So, not too, too. Yeah. Yeah, Two things out. Easy sell. Oh yeah, easy Smart sell. Man. <laughs> yeah, for sure, dude. I, I've. Spent Wait, what's some... yours? Have you answered the million dollar question yet? No, I, I don't have to. You don't have to. <laughs> I man, I've got, I've got the worst. Like I don't know. It changes so much. Yeah. I just get excited going here. Yeah, I mean it's. Uh, I'd love to go to New Zealand. Um, Canada's up there for me too. I mean, number one fish species for me is bull trout. I have not yet done a bull trout yet, and that's number I one know for some me. Guys, oh yeah, I know <laughs> you do. <laughs> yeah, the bull trout, I, dude. I'd love to go up there and try to find a bull trout. I, I mean, talk about like the redfish of the river. Talk about like some of the places that you get to go. Oh. Stupid gorgeous. God, I can't imagine. What we have a. Are like. We do have a trip planned that it got thrown off because of all the COVID stuff, but it's to a, a river that the locals called the Wild One. Oh no! Oh no! And that was the last we saw of them. <laughs> yeah, but it sounds pretty sweet. Yeah, we'll see though. We'll see. Oh, knew perfect. It. That light. We knew. Was. All right, guys. It's over. That's it. <laughs> All right, guys, if you haven't, I'm going to leave some links down below to all of the social medias for Cole and Going Native and uh, Michael Cotter. I'm going to leave your Instagram down there. If you're listening, Mike. Yeah, he probably isn't. Um, <laughs> all right. I'm, <laughs> Mike, if you're listening to this... I need to know that you made it all the way through and you're not just telling me yeah. that you listen to it. Mike, if you're listening to this, leave a comment below. Yeah. Um, and then as always, guys, if you guys want to help the channel out, hit like, hit subscribe. If you're listening on Apple or Google or Spotify or whatever other podcasting station you're listening to, go in there, leave a five-star review, write, write something you can write, you know, whatever you want that seems nice or decent buy uh, some uh skiff wanderer merch they're pretty sweet look yeah. at that thing that's all i'm just wondering they're where where mine is coming well some people actually watch you, on i YouTube. didn't give you one no well it's adam's fault come on adam bye <laughs> <laughs> yeah guys down below i'm gonna leave a link to the merch shop uh go in there buy a t-shirt um at some point i'm gonna put stickers on the merch shop maybe they'll be there by the time this comes out knowing me it's still a maybe. Um, and then if you're on YouTube, check out the channel, hit like and subscribe, share it with your friends, share all this stuff with your friends. It means the world to me. I'm trying to be like Cole doing this full time, slowly getting there. I don't know why you don't just make the jump down, but seriously guys, help him out. He deserves to be doing oh, this full time. Oh, That's geez. it. Oh, I'm yeah. cutting Cut it. it. Cut it. Cut it. We're done. Bye. <laughs>